0: This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast
1: on ESPN Radio. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN, U, and the ESPN have Some of the highlights there, some of the courtesies, include ESPN Radio. I heard Steve Levy with the call on the Josh Allen uh, domination by the Bills yesterday over the Raiders' nice bounce-back game for the Bills. All right, joining us now to talk more about all things football, NFL, college, etc. Herm Edwards, former NFL head coach, former NFL player, and ESPN NFL analyst joins us now. Herm, let's start with this. You coached in both college and the pros. Do you think that Deion Sanders could be an NFL head coach one day? it would
2: be fun to to see
1: if if um if that would transpire
2: i think he'll have an opportunity it'll be interesting to see um after this season uh if he gets uh if he gets a phone call
3: it'd be it'd be it it would be very interesting <laughs> Herm, i'm going to stay in the state of colorado mm-hmm. yesterday the broncos blow a 21 to 3 lead they mm-hmm. lose to the commanders 35 33 last minute two point conversion didn't work out for him are you concerned about Russell Wilson and Sean Payton getting out to an 0-2 start? And if so, what does the future have in store for this head coach-quarterback combination?
2: Well, I, I think we discussed it
3: when uh, Sean Payton took over.
2: Um, his, his job, for the most part, was try to um, fix Russell Wilson. Uh, I thought at, at times, you know, Russell Wilson played fairly decent, um, but now that they sit there at you know, 0-2, and and Um, and the way he played yesterday, he was like, uh uh-oh. It'll be interesting to see Sean Payton, how much patience he has here um, with this offense Uh, because he's a taskmaster. Uh, He likes it the way he likes it. Uh, I think Russell Wilson's kind of bought into what he's been asked to do. Um, But here again, they're 0-2.
4: Coach, let's stick with another quarterback who hasn't had a good two weeks and needs to play better in Justin Fields. What's your evaluation of what you've seen out of Justin Fields, and how do the Bears get more consistency out of him?
2: Well, I think how he processes the information uh, once he drops back, I think his his clock at times is a little slow, uh, not getting rid of the ball. Uh, Offensive line, obviously – uh, at times, um, you know, give him some problems. Uh, getting the ball out quicker, I think, will help him. But but at times, he just kind of looks like a, a guy that's trying to figure it out. It's just a little late, right? Uh, I think you guys mentioned it earlier. And it's something everyone's watching right now. And, and it's a shame because, you know, the guy has so much talent. But right now, it's just not. It's not showing itself. It shows itself at times. But it goes back to, okay, when you're watching the game, you're going, okay, now. And it's
1: like, well, it's too late, right? And bad things happen when it's too late. Talk with Herm Edwards, of course, ESPN, NFL analyst here on Sportsman Like on ESPN Radio, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Coach, what is harder to do? Win 12 regular season games in a row like the Niners have, or lose 12 regular season games in a row like the Bears have? Oh, boy. <laughs> we're going we're beating up the bears today huh <laughs> or, or crediting the niners no, no, wherever no, you want to go, go. let's
2: let's credit the niners uh um w- w- enough with the bears <laughs> we don't want to i don't want the chicago uh, fans to get mad at me but um the niners i think uh, this is the nfl okay and, and when you can go 12 straight the way they've done it uh and and remember they were playing with mr irrelevant when this thing started and um they have a fantastic football team. They, they really do. Uh, Coach Shanahan's done a marvelous job there. They they play big time defense, which travels. Um, they run the ball. Uh, the quarterback doesn't make a lot of errors, uh, and the defense, um, you know, can can get after the quarterback. They they're physical. They're a physical football team. You know the, that travels. The shocking one for me was opening day when they went to Pittsburgh, and they beat Pittsburgh the way they beat Pittsburgh, that's generally – you don't see that. I mean, just I've been around football a long time. You don't go into Pittsburgh, especially against a Mike Tomlin team or in the past any coach that coached in Pittsburgh that had success like Tomlin and Bill Cower and we can keep going back. There's only been three coaches. And to beat them like that, it was like, whoa, this, I haven't seen this. This is interesting.
3: Coach, one of the other things we haven't seen in a really long time is a player as dynamic on the defensive side of the ball as Michael Parsons. Oh boy! I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Oh no, don't 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 don't.
2: I, I, don't, I, 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 can't, ah. I can't
3: believe I, I can't don't believe I'm saying that. this. Don't nah I, don't, I, I, no, don't no 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 no. Coach coach, don't. I'm, not go, I'm not gonna take it where you think I'm going. Okay take. good. Don't mention fifty six. I'm don't not no there. no no. I'm not coach. Okay. I'm not gonna do you like that. Okay. But what I am gonna say is I can't believe I'm saying this. Yeah. But through the first two weeks of the National Football League season. He, to me, is the most impressive player on the field. I mean, this guy's had nine quarterback pressures, three sacks, has been directly involved with three turnovers over the first two games. I just, I got to ask you, I mean, is he the best non-quarterback in all of football? Oh, boy. Uh,
2: I would agree. He wrecks the game. Look. And and, and and we've said it because we're, we're kind of skirting around this. And, and I was with 56 uh, here a couple months ago in a golf tournament. And I tell you what, boy, he still looks like he can play. <laughs> but anyway, um, and I'm talking about Lawrence Taylor, by the way, for all those fans who are wondering who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Lawrence Taylor. Um, yeah, Parsons is, uh, wow, he, he is he's fun to watch. I mean, it's just, he, 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 they can't block him. I think, and, and he's just getting better and better. I mean, he's he's nifty, he's nimble, he's fast. He can use power at times when he needs to. Yeah, it's he's the MVP. I mean, and we say that because we, you know, because we're defensive guys. But it really, I mean, he's you. It's like back in the day when I, when when I, my era, you know, and you're a defensive player and you actually get up to watch the other defense play against your offense, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that. It's like, really, what's he going to do, right? That's what we should say about 56, that where is he at? And, 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 and you know, you sit there and you go, we can't block the guy. He's going to kill our quarterback. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, Coach, we know— just how impressive Micah Parsons and that Cowboys defense has been. Dak and the offensive side of the ball getting things done as well. They're off to a great start. A couple teams off to great starts in the NFL. The Dolphins, the 49ers. But as you evaluate all teams through the first two weeks, who do you think is the most complete team in the NFL?
2: Ooh, good question. I Probably the most complete team right now. Is the way they're playing because they're playing through their defenses? The Dallas Cowboys—they've given up what ten points in two weeks. Mm. They've scored seventy points. I mean, you know, I, I'm not a I, you know I am not like a uh, a big math guy, but I can figure this out. If you score seventy, and the other team only scores ten in two games. That means you're only giving up five points a game. I mean, you win a lot of games doing that. They've been impressive. They really have. I mean, the first game of the season, you were like, oh, you went, wow. They went up and you know, beat New York. And you go, okay. And they turn around this week, and it's like, okay. And the, look, and then the Jets, obviously, look, we get it. But they have a, a good defense, too. This was going to be a defensive game, right? And then the Jets' defense played marvelous at, at times. But Dak found a way, and this offense found a way to move the ball. And the defense was just like, whoa. They've given up 10 points in two weeks. Who does that? This is a passing league. This is a league where, you know, quarterbacks thrive. I mean, where where games are – and them in San Francisco right now are, wow, they're playing really good defense.
1: Coach, I got to go back to your reaction to when Chris brought up the possibility of comparing somebody to Lawrence Taylor. Who else is on that list for you of guys that you refuse to comp – like you will not compare someone to Lawrence Taylor. Is Tom Brady? I assume is on. Like who else? Herm Edwards yeah, sits there yeah. and says, "I will not even enter into a conversation comparing a player to this person." Oh, Jim
2: Brown. Jim Jim Brown's the best football player I ever. Put it on now, in my opinion. I mean, that's just me. And I go way back. I, I get that. Um, Prime is, is the best corner to ever play. Not even close. Mm-hmm. It's just not close. I mean, the way he played the position, I mean, it was, you know, if you throw it over there at him, the problem is if he intercepts it, he's going to run for a touchdown too, so don't throw it over there. <laughs> just leave him alone. Just, I leave mean, alone. just leave him alone. Don't even mess around. Because <laughs> right? just, just, you're giving the other team seven points because you can't tackle it. once he gets the ball, right? I mean, there, there's been some 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 dominant player. I, you know, look, uh, you know, uh, Chicago. I mean, think about the Chicago Bears the linebackers they've had, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've had some pretty good linebackers up there now. So it it there's eras of, of when players played um that you look back at now and you go, wow, those guys are really good. And it's you know, I don't like to pick guys out, you know, it's like this guy, that guy, but just some of the guys growing up, for me, it was it you know, and I didn't play against Jim Brown, but if you think of it this way, he played in the era Where the forward pass was like, okay, if you threw five passes in a game, that's a lot of passes back when he played. So basically, 11 guys were trying to tackle Jim Brown. And he had the ball, and he was four yards behind the line of scrimmage before he even got the ball. And no one can tackle a guy. I said, well, how does that work? How does
1: he do that?
2: And they couldn't. I mean, and the guy was a great athlete. Great ambassador for the game. Uh, for the Civil Rights Movement, all those things. Um, you know, I I I met Jim, um, and a gracious man. He, he Obviously, we know he's passed, but did a lot. But he was announced, I mean, he was, you didn't want to fool around with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> our,
3: our resident coach, ESPN NFL analyst, Herm Edwards, joining unsportsmanlike. And coach, it feels like it's getting late early out in L.A. for Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley, uh, I mean, a tough overtime loss after blowing a double-digit lead. Going back to the beginning of last season, they have the most losses after having a double-digit lead in in games in the National Football League. My question to you is this. Did the Chargers make a mistake by staying with Brandon Staley this offseason rather than pivoting and going in a different direction at head coach?
2: Well, look, I'm, I, you know, I, I've worn a lot of hats in this league, and, and I'm never going to say you know I do know this, and I'll, I'll say it this way, and it goes back to my era. The Chargers, they're puzzling. They've always been puzzling. Uh, look, look, it was Winslow, you know those guys. Fouts, I mean Chuck Muncie, they had them, man. They, they're the when you look when you watch the Chargers, and you. If you go there in person or even you see them on television, but when you really go there in person and you watch them in the pregame warm up, it's like, wow, they are, they are a good looking football team. It's like you look at them and you say, look at these guys. And they have the the powder blue uniforms and it's like, oh, the lightning bolt coming out of the side of their helmet. And you look at them, you go, how do they lose a game? <laughs> and then they lose games. And you sit there and you go, they got great players on both sides of the ball. I mean, all-star guys on defense, big-time players on offense. That quarterback can hit any part of the grass on the field, whatever he wants. Those receivers look like basketball players, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do they keep losing? How does this work? They should they should be competing against the Kansas City Chiefs every year to win that division.
1: But that hasn't been the case. You know what's funny? I said the same kind of thing earlier, mm-hmm. and I tr- traced it back to the Philip Rivers era. Oh. Coach, no, Coach just went even further. There's something wrong with this. So, no. Fouts, no. to Rivers, they um, lose close games. scenario. now, I don't know what the connector is. Maybe I'm, it's the uniforms. Maybe you just nailed it, Coach. Oh, the, 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 the both beautiful, beautiful the uniforms. uniforms. I mean, it's just, they're, they're pretty now. Oh, I mean, yeah. They, they, when you watch them, they come out and you go, my
2: word. Like, you start looking at your team and you say, well, we don't look like that. You, you know, that's what coaches <laughs> always do. in the pre, So, you guys know, and, you know, coaches always, when you walk in the pregame, you, know, you always look, you look at the other team and you go, and then you tell your GM, why can't we get guys looking like
1: this? over here, Right? <laughs> Maybe they're too pretty. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it, it is. And we then the GM comes. Out.
2: Yeah, and the GM comes back to you, and say, "Yeah, they're pretty, but they can't play." Okay. okay too okay, bad okay. they
1: don't get style points. Yeah, I mean, that? seriously, we just figured, we finally figured out forty years of frustration <laughs> for the Chargers. <laughs> They look too pretty. <laughs> coach, thanks so much for a couple of minutes. We appreciate it. My pleasure. You guys are doing a great job. All right. There is Herm Edwards, of course, <laughs> uh, former NFL head coach and ESPN uh, NFL analyst. Speaking of former NFL head coaches, we'll have yours tomorrow. Tom Coughlin will join us yeah. here on the show uh, right. in Can't the Eastern. Can't wait to have TC on Eastern there. I
3: mean, it's going to be soon that we're going to call Brandon Staley a former NFL coach, right? Oh. I'm just... You're going to say you. that to him when he's in
1: Herm's spot with Herm <laughs> sitting next to him as an ESPN
3: NFL analyst? I've been
1: calling for your dial fall for the last two years. <laughs> he's actually going to be the analyst. One, right. <laughs> one of these days, I'm going to be right. One of these days, I'm going to be right. Coming up next, are the Dolphins the most complete team in the NFL? Is that possible? We'll get to that next on on ESPN Radio.
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C dot This
6: show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
4: Nothing like a little trick daddy in the morning. That's right. Coffee and trick daddy. No better
3: way to start your week. Little trick daddy.
4: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM 80. ESPNU, ESPN (laughs) app and all of our great stations across the country. Yes, we will get to whether or not the Dolphins are the most complete team in the NFL, and if maybe they're the best team right now in the NFL or the AFC. But did you happen to see at halftime of their win last night over the New England Patriots? Okay? So at halftime, Mike McDaniel, their head coach, is being interviewed by Melissa Stark, (laughs) who's a phenomenal reporter, on NBC. And then the cameras are following him, and then he sprints, so they can't actually keep up with him. Right? So now all I'm thinking about is who wins the NFL head coaching races. So if we had races, like who oh. in a race, Andy Reid or Mike McCarthy, who wins in a race? McCarthy. McCarthy. The watch. The watch.
4: The watch that you're using to time them. Who are you going to put your money on, though, if you have to pick one coach? Maybe Mike Vrabel.
1: Vrabel. He's so athletic. Yeah, Vrabel would probably be a See, this is why Deion can't yeah. be an NFL head coach. Yeah, he, not, he easily win. Oh, no, actually, Deion can't run. No, I don't even got, think he can got run. Got oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's right.
3: Yeah, yeah you might want to walk that one back a little bit. <laughs> well, well, listen. <laughs> Mike McDaniel was faster. than of
1: the shots What? You know, I didn't hear you. Mike McDaniel <laughs> was faster than I thought. Right? Mike McDaniel was fast.
4: Oh, compared to somebody with a huge camera on their shoulder. Well, yeah. A, you know.
1: yeah. John Harbaugh would be in that conversation. No. John Harbaugh's in great Tomlin shape. played, not in the NFL, but he played. I yeah. mean, you have to think about the guys that played. The fastest and slowest NFL coach. Pete Carroll, sneaky fast. For, sneaky for fast. For he's, yeah. he's working out all the time. Yeah. What
4: about Robert Sala? He looks like he oh, might
1: have some he's wheels on. his Stadium steps. Right. I, yeah. I can
4: see him having
3: some I wheels. Can see that I tweet at on
1: Sports ESPN at Evco Radio at Chris Canty ninety nine at M Smallman. The fastest and slowest NFL head coaches in terms of running. Well, right? I would
4: put Belichick in the slowest.
1: He's right? a g- nobody. Runs away from everybody all the time. That's so he's, true. And he's always on the treadmill. They say in the mornings. But I just
4: imagine him not caring.
1: Not caring about, oh, just like walking Uh, in the race?
4: Yeah, he's, well, not that he's not hyper competitive. I was about to say (laughs) he's like one of the most hyper competitive people the league has ever seen, but I just see him be like, this is stupid. We're on to the next one. I'm not running.
1: Are we forgetting anyone in terms of fast or slow NFL head coaches in terms of running a race? Because Mike McDaniel proved that he is fast. He is really fast. Sneaky
4: fast.
3: Sneaky fast. Running off is. the field
1: yesterday. What about Arthur Smith? Good coach for the Falcons. I can't imagine him to be very no, fast.
3: I disqualify him off the mustache. Mustache? Yeah, a, a, <laughs> what rock. it weighs him down. So guys who have
1: a mustache back. can't also be fast. Probably. 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 Like okay. how, okay. how swimmers a, that's a, that's a have to shave. Theory. It's fluid though. What right. about Sean McVay?
4: Maybe. Sean McVay, maybe.
3: He like, may be fast.
1: Yeah. I can see Right? That. It's possible.
4: Yeah, it's possible. It's definitely possible. How about uh,
3: D'Amico Ryan's down with the touchdowns? Okay, yeah, oh, that's good right one,
1: yeah. yeah. He looks like he's oh, in playing shape. Yeah, yeah, he looks
4: like he can go out you there. You guys, what about successful. Dan Campbell with the Lions? Dan Campbell,
1: yeah. Dan was never the most fleet of foot.
4: But he's drinking like 17 shots of espresso a day. Yeah,
1: Do you I- know that Dan Campbell and the Lions, in his time in his time in the NFL, they've only won two games in September and October under Dan Campbell. Can we stop making him out to be Vince Lombardi, please? I mean, can we pipe down a little bit with Dan Campbell?
3: No, I'm not going to pipe down. Pipe down. I'm rooting for my former teammate. What are you talking about? He's won two games in September and October. Can I ask you a question? I know I hate answering questions with questions, but why, when the Seahawks and the Lions get together, does it always turn into a track meet? Like, I mean, yesterday. Because of
1: fast coaches. I guess that's what it is. Because they- 60,
3: 68 points they combined for yesterday. Last year they combined for 90, 93 Ooh. points. The year before that, it ends up being 80 points. What's up with that? They score a bunch of points. Like, it is defense optional when the Lions and the Seahawks <laughs> get together. And the Seahawks always win the damn game. Always. Without fail. <laughs> uh,
1: some tweets on this at Unsports ESPN, at Evco Radio. Um, Arthur um, tweets Brian Dayball has got to be the slowest. Brian Dayball? Brian Dayball uh, does not look fast. I don't know, I don't know he if He would he's not the slowest sprint slowest off though? like that. He's got short
3: legs, so yeah, that'd probably work the against
1: him. Uh, uh, Chad tweets at Evco Radio Mike Tomlin probably sneaky fast. Okay. I think oh, we'd expect yeah. Mike Tomlin to be fast, yeah. right? Because he played lick. college football. Yeah. Sean McDermott, sneaky fast as well. I could see that, Sean McDermott. Mike McDaniel, we could tweet out Where the video. Where are we video. at with Ron Rivera? I know he's a little bit slow. older. He's I think slow? he's slower. You think he's slower? Played linebacker, right? Yeah, for I the s- Bears. Like I would, yeah. would say he'd be a sl-
4: Tier 3 speed coach. Tier, 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 tier three. 3. Tier 3 okay. speed he's coach. Not, he's not a Tier 4 guy. Yeah. What, what about three.
3: Nick Sirianni from the Eagles? Ooh, that's He's a, a good younger one. coach.
1: Yeah. You I would know? put him
4: like at the bottom half of tier two. Yeah. What about Jonathan Gannon? Shroom, shroom. You know, Jonathan
3: you, how
1: much would you pay to watch Andy get, uh, Andy Reid run a 40?
3: I would love to watch it. Now, right. I think his time would be contingent on whether or not you have a cheeseburger at the end of that
4: 40 That's right.
1: Because I think he'd actually be faster. You need a
4: carrot. The, he'd be faster
1: what with the motivation. Like, okay, so average NFL player, what's their 40 time? I'm going to say the average NFL 40 is somewhere around 4 8. Okay, and what's average everyday person? Oh, Five six five seven. What's
3: Nuno? <laughs> what would be Damn, Nuno? Just what, catching a stray in this one. What like would- a six four. Six, I would four, say I would say Andy Nuno. Reed? I would say Nuno is faster than Brian Dable. I, you I think would say Nuno is faster, no, no, no. Is faster yes, than Brian Dable. I, I think Nuno what? can outrun Brian
1: Dable. Yes,
3: <laughs> I think that's a real thing. Yeah. But
1: Andy Reid would have what time doing? A- Everybody right now in your car. And this is, I'm not making fun of him because yeah. he's the best. Well, I am making fun of him. But I'm saying we all What's have something. I'm 100% yeah. making you fun are. of him. Totally. He's one of the greatest head coaches of all time. But yeah. Mike McDaniel, head coach of the Dolphins last night, with this unbelievable win against New England, and everybody's saying how great they are, and they are, sprints off the field, a- running away from the cameras, knowing Which what he was hilarious. doing, that just now takes us to this place of coaches in a sprint. Picture Andy Reid running a 40. We had Andy Reid at the punt passing kick from 100 years ago. Yeah. One of the funniest things you'll ever I'm see. I'm still life. not sure he qualified based on the age requirements <laughs> either. Like, I feel like he was absolutely a couple of years older than the other kids competing. Yeah. Who but, would win in a 40 yard dash between the three of us? Small. Cece.
4: He won a Super Bowl. He's I, a professional I would, athlete. I
1: would win in a 40 yard Think dash.
4: about the stride that if it's, he has. If it's
3: longer than 40 yards, I ain't going to make it. But at 40 yards, I got
4: you. Yeah, I got you guys in half yeah. marathons. Yeah. But 40 I
3: can yards. beat you in a 40 yard dash. No, you can't. No, you can't. Okay,
4: so we're going to no, do you this.
3: Can. No, you can't. And I will And him. no, we're not. Because I'm not going to tear a hamstring <laughs> trying to beat Evan in a 40-yard We have
1: to do it, though, running away it. from a camera. There yeah. has to be someone filming us, and then we run and aw- oh run away God. from See, it. Cece, you oh, might not
4: God. even have to go 100% is what I'm saying. What is that, Smalls? You've seen me run. You're fast. Have you? He's taller than you. He's got a longer stride. He's going to beat you. He was a professional athlete, Evan. You might be able to get to an eleven speed on a treadmill. This is a man that won a Super Bowl. Why are you looking
1: at He's me
3: like I'm so You're letting Smalls do your no, work No, because you feel like you're one of those guys that thinks you can go out there in the NFL. And no, I don't. Can, no, you know what he No, I like don't. You feel you like, feel you like know you're know one, you one of those guys that can go out there and give you some snaps? Give me. Give me I
1: could have caught that. Give me fifty
3: pass.
4: pitches. I, yeah, could, I, exactly. could hit I could. I could hit. I could hit it. Yeah, I could yeah. hit a hundred
1: mile an hour. No, me fifty. I don't actually believe that. I just believe you just said you could believe you could outrun a former. Yeah, I'm not. am Super champion. Okay, I'm not wearing. And, and neither am i good point <laughs> <laughs> but i think that i could beat you in a 40 yard dash okay. right. we both walk in at the same time every morning i slip when i walk in and CC is it with an umbrella <laughs> all good to go oh, by the man. way just very quickly um dolphins most complete team in the afc that's what you're saying yeah most complete team in the afc to me the thing that's going to be
3: Um, the differentiator in terms of how far they can go is how good they're going to be on the defensive side of the ball. If Tua can stay healthy, it's the most explosive offense in the NFL, which understood ain't got to be said. But the ceiling on this team is going to be decided by their defense. Now, yesterday their defense showed that they can make game-changing plays. The bradley Trubb strip as the Patriots were working the ball in the plus territory, that was a huge play on Pop Douglas. And then you're talking about Xavier Howard – being able to get the touchdown, uh, b- being able to take away points from the Patriots with a red zone interception—those are big time plays. And yes, Mike McDaniel has got that sneaky fast, <laughs> sneaky fast stride right there. Okay, but no, we but have no, it on ESPN. You, but you great. can see him it's running great. away because he's great. looking back.
1: It's like great. I know yeah, what I'm know. about to it's, do right
3: it's, now. It's great. It's great. And he's a former football player, right? He played at yeah. Yale, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Can exactly. I throw
4: one more, exactly. One more guy in the mix. We always look, overlook the Minnesota Vikings. Kevin O'Connell.
1: Kevin no. O'Connell, quarterback. Wait, I was a quarterback. Kevin, o- <laughs> Kevin Oh, no. Kevin O'Connell, Matt LaFleur from the Packers. Oh, Matt yeah. LaFleur,
4: another yeah. good
3: one.
1: Great hair and eyebrows, Matt LaFleur. Perfectly coiffed. Yeah, very good. Very <laughs> good with the coiff. Uh, yeah. Our game of the weekend was not the game of the weekend. We will discuss that coming up and why.
3: Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's
1: Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. There you go. Sirius XM 80 ESPNU. The SPN app and all of our great stations across the country. You know, going into the game this weekend, Kansas City and Jacksonville, we said clear-cut number one game on the schedule. I did not think it was going to come out of that game as the number one game on the schedule. And it did not. 17-9 that Kansas City wins over Jacksonville. There were a few interesting storylines. First of all, going into the game... Brittany Mahomes, um, Patrick Mahomes' wife, and normally I don't like to dive into the family stuff unless they put themselves out there. She put herself out there in a great way because she told us that Patrick Mahomes, before, every, before he goes to sleep every night, eats Doritos in bed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she, she literally put He's it out like there. He's like us. He, like he us. eats crumbs Doritos
1: in bed, in bed yeah. which I don't know. You shouldn't do that, right? Why? No, eat Doritos. Just don't eat it in bed.
3: What, what, what's wrong? I mean, if, if it's are you snacking that's, in that's bed? In bed? You're snacking in bed? No, I'm not. I'm not a snacking bed guy, but I'm not above it. I'm not above it. I don't think there's anything wrong with oh, that. Kind so. of above Sometimes it. Sometimes it's a comfort food. I mean, it's a very stressful job her husband has, and he needs to he needs to have something to relax. And if it's Doritos in bed, what's
4: wrong with that? Yeah, you're only snacking in a bed in my world if you're in a hotel.
1: Yeah, because it's not yours. Because then
4: someone's so cleaning you, it up the next day.
1: Oh, so you just don't care about others? Got it. Small. Okay. <laughs> well, there um, might be somebody that cleans it up the next yeah. day for Pat Mahomes too. <laughs>
4: Amazing point. <laughs> Amazing point. Oh, you think
1: Patrick Mahomes has help around his house? I'm shocked <laughs> by that. No, I don't even think they call it a
3: house. Based on what we saw, the aerial shots, it's a compound. Compound, yeah. The estate of Pat Mahomes. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, it has its
4: own zip code. Yeah, uh, Iron yeah.
1: Eagle CBS, got to give him a shout out. He, uh, The Travis Kelsey touchdown, he said, in a blank space, which pretty is good. the name of a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. Brilliant. T- uh, Travis Kelsey punted the ball into the crowd at one point mm-hmm. after scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But this was an ugly game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's two decisions by Doug Peterson that I didn't really get. The head coach of the Jaguars, he went for fourth and goal from the 16, 423 to go down 17-9. Kicked the field goal, hold him back, get the ball back, and then in the second quarter, I know that you know you're not thinking about it at three nothing, but looking back on it, you know you're up three nothing in the second quarter. You have fourth and five at the Kansas City 45 yard line. Punt it, pin him back. He went for it, and they didn't convert. I thought Doug Peterson, who we know is risky, we, you know, the Philly special, the whole deal. I thought he had a kind of a crappy game for him.
3: Well, the, the most head-scratching part about the fourth and five on the plus 45 in the second quarter was that not only did you not get it, but you gifted the Kansas City Chiefs offense a short field, and that's how they got their first points. You allowed Pat Mahomes and them to get going off of a short field based on a turnover on downs. And those are the kind of mistakes as a coach that you can't make when it comes to game management and trying to best Patrick Mahomes. And let's be clear about one thing. This was the litmus test for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This was them measuring themselves against what has been the class of the AFC for the last five years, and they failed that test. And Trevor Lawrence failed when it comes to being an elite quarterback. You can't go 0-3 for in the red zone as an offense and have your quarterback be 0-7 for on pass attempts in the red zone. Now Calvin Ridley had a drop there in that red zone possession at the end of the fourth quarter, but yet and still – Trevor Lawrence has to find a way to be better if we're going to consider him amongst the elite quarterbacks. We said coming into this year that he's a top five to seven quarterback in the NFL. Well, he damn sure didn't look like it yesterday, and he deserves a lot of the blame. Maybe not all of the blame, but a lot of the blame for how things went down yesterday in Duval.
4: Absolutely. We talked about him maybe being in the MVP conversation. Yeah. You have him as your MVP, Correct. Trevor yeah. Lawrence, right? Yeah. But he said as much after the game, CC. He took ownership of this. He, he said we had our shot here at home. We laid an egg offensively. They talked a lot about how this was a game that they wanted against the Chiefs because of the playoffs last year and then to not capitalize on those turnovers they didn't capitalize on two of the three you mentioned the over 7 passing passing in the red zone CC I just expected much more out of the Jaguars in this game especially on offense
3: yeah I mean well, I, the reason why they couldn't give you more is also Chris Jones out there too uh, he and looks Chris like Jones, he didn't even miss he, a second he was a game record he had five pressures mm-hmm. in the game yesterday the Kansas City Chiefs Three sacks on the five pressures that Chris Jones had, including Jones himself, having a sack and a half. So that was a factor in that as well.
1: And I like that Ian Eagle on CBS pointed out one other thing about Chris Jones, which we can all relate to. A humble brag, okay? Okay. How expensive the food was in the suite. Cause remember he was week one he went to oh, the yeah, suite right. and he came out afterwards like I can't believe how much money it costs. Well, that's how they pay you, Chris. That's <laughs> how you make the money when they they're charging all the money they charge in those suites. The other thing, give give Mahomes credit on that third and six, I believe the sky yeah third and six late the sky more pass that yeah. he had to clinch the game yesterday. And he
3: was scrambling around. He was under the rest in that play. I think Josh Allen was the one that was after him and found a way to escape to the right side of the formation and then throw that ball out there. Sky Moore was wide open. I don't know how the Jags defense lost track of him, but I think that's the part that makes Pat Mahomes special. I mean, he had a couple of scrambles in there where he was able to take off late and convert him for first down, so it, it's hard to have the right defense when it comes to Mahomes. If you blitz him, he's surgical, but if you sit back and try to play coverage, he is going to find a way to extend it down and make the play whether it's with his arms or with his legs. He's still that dude It's just a question of what's around Pat Mahomes and how quickly those young receivers can develop. I think that's going to determine how far the Chiefs go this year.
1: And here's the thing. If you're unfamiliar with Sky Moore, who was a second-round pick in 2022 out of Western Michigan, 5'10", 195 pounds, very fast receiver. Think about it this way. When the Pittsburgh Steelers under Bill Cowher and then Mike Tomlin were rolling, they went from... Heinz Ward and Plaxico Burris to Emmanuel Sanders and Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown. And the list just go they just churn, right? Obviously, New England has done the same thing with with Troy Brown and Edelman. And, well, here's what happens, guys. If you're a big-time receiver on Kansas City, you're going to be successful. Someone else is going to pay you. They're going to let you walk, and they're going to continue to churn. Sky Moore may be next up. Because Arias Tony had a shot. And then he's more obsessed with the Giants, I guess, than he is with his current team. But this is what happens. When you have a great quarterback like they do, Hall of Fame quarterback, and a great head coach, they never are going to have to pay the wide receivers because Mahomes just going to make everybody great. No, but let's be
3: clear about one thing. Those wide receivers are going to have to step up and be a lot better than what we have saw in the first couple of weeks. I mean, yesterday, Pat Mahomes averaged three air yards per attempt. Three air yards. That's a full two air yards shorter than he has on his career average. They've got to be better, and I know it's a chemistry thing and getting on the same page. Not a lot of reps in the preseason for these groups, and so they use the first couple of games during the regular season as an extension of that. But those receivers have to come around. They can't just put it all on Travis Kelsey – to provide that threat in the vertical passing game. Those receivers have got to come around and start making plays for Mahomes.
4: And speaking of Travis Kelsey, I know they connected for a score, but it's it felt yesterday like he was still kind of finding his rhythm and, and working his way back. Chris Jones might not have looked like he missed a second of playing time, but I just feel like we'll see Travis Kelsey be better as we move forward as well.
1: Uh, random also, uh, other note from another game, speaking of wide receivers, Puka Nakua. L.A. Rams, The let's greatest go. wide receiver stats through two games in NFL history. He's the greatest wide receiver <laughs> ever. It's basically through two games, there's never been a receiver better than this guy, their draft pick out of BYU. Coming up next, all the
4: small things
1: on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. <laughs> we all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
5: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty.
1: Evan Cohen and Michelle Smallman.
0: Unsportsmanlike.
1: Who would win in a 40-yard dash between the three of us? Small. Cece,
4: he won a Super Bowl.
1: He's I, a professional I would, athlete. I would win in the 40-yard. Think
4: dash. about the stride that
3: it's, he has. If it's longer than 40 yards, I ain't gonna make it. But at 40 yards, I got
4: it. Yeah, I got you guys in half yeah. marathons.
1: Yeah. But 40 I can beat you in a 40-yard dash. No, you can't.
4: No, can. Okay, so we're gonna no,
1: do you this, no, you
4: and I will. And time. no, we're not, because <laughs>
3: I'm not gonna tear a hamstring trying to beat
4: Evan.
1: It's like on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN, U, ESPN App. CC's already trying to back out of the 40-yard dash.
3: First of all, I didn't commit to doing a 40-yard <laughs> dash. I just said I would beat you. I'm That's not trying to commit to it. I'm not trying to hurt myself out here racing you at a 40. Hurt your you're ego, Kevin. No, you? I'm not. Not even about hurting my ego. I mean, why risk my physical well-being for somebody that's not even competition for me? Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? So sense. then you could
4: go out there and do yeah, it 50. Like, yeah, You'd be why, good. Why,
3: why would I go out there and do that?
4: It your hammys are safe. Sense. The no.
1: same reason I won't yeah. play football against him. I can't play against him. I mean, it's not like it's playing against Tucker Strahan. I'm not going to waste my time with that. There I you mean. go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> By the way, so we asked the question about the uh, fastest and slowest. Head coach in the league. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aaron Goldhammer, ESPN Cleveland, really big show, 9A to 1P Eastern Time on 850 WKNR, um, is now making claims, and he joins us. And, of course, you can hear him all over ESPN Radio. What what are you claiming now, Aaron?
7: I'm saying Belichick would win. He'd cheat, but he'd (laughs) win, Evan.
1: Yeah, okay, so why do you got to do that? So you're, you're sitting there, and you're all pumped up about Kevin Stefanski. You don't want Belichick still the head coach of the Browns? Or do we want to talk about your hometown team in the Broncos, who now I have to turn against, and they're 0-2, and you know I've been supporting them, Aaron.
7: Especially when he's running this at 0-2. You know you know that he's sneaking in a cab and driving the 40 yards. <laughs> And then he's going to end up first at the finish line. They're going to hand him the trophy, and they'll just dock him a draft pick later.
1: You're jealous. Dock him a draft pick later. You're jealous. You are jealous of this. The fact that you would say that that Belichick is going to cheat. By the way, that is amazing. All those people in marathons who then you learn later, like, take a cab. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. They actually take a cab. Aaron and I both have a friend that'll go nameless that once actually got lost running a marathon. Really? Yes. How does that How's happen? How's that possible? I don't. I still. There's signage everywhere. Literally
3: people, signage everywhere. There are other people in the marathons. So all you really have to do is follow the crowd, right?
1: Yeah. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> get it. I'm going to ignore your cheating uh, take, Aaron. Uh, give us a quick take tonight. Browns and Steelers. Are you guys feeling good on the road at Pittsburgh here?
7: You know, it's funny. All week, everybody in Cleveland, super confident, chest puffed out. You know, the Browns haven't won a regular season game in Pittsburgh in 20 years. And this morning, all the Browns fans I'm working with, you know, Riz on the really big show with me, our whole team at ESPN Cleveland, everybody's like, huh, we're nervous. I've been on the Steelers all week. I just, I I don't, I'm not going to believe the Browns can win here. I don't believe it's physically possible until I actually see them do it.
4: Wow. Block. So, so Aaron, it's more of a mental blockage on your point rather than what you think the talent of the team is right now.
7: Yeah, I think the Browns are the more talented team, but it's the, it's 20 years of history. Also, there's an amazing stat that I'm sure they'll use on uh, ABC on the broadcast tonight. Um, the Browns, uh, I'm sorry, the Steelers are 20-0 and in their last 20 Monday night home games. So, like, there's so much history going against the idea that the
1: Browns can win. Are you trying to produce Monday Night Football? Like, if they don't use that (laughs) stat, is that going to be a problem for you, Aaron? (laughs) I'm just, look, I'm calling out Seth Markman and the whole production
3: team in the
7: truck. Brilliant Brilliant move
3: by (laughs) you. So, Aaron, I got to ask you this question. I I mean, looking at what we saw from that defense in week one, is that going to be what we consider the outlier, or is that just who that side of the ball is going to be this upcoming season?
7: I don't know about like Watson and their ability to score points, but I do think, Chris, that their defense is really good. I think their front is really good, and I think Jim Schwartz is the first Browns competent defensive coordinator that they've had probably since 1999. So, Mm -hmm. assuming they keep everybody healthy, I think they'll be able to get to the quarterback all year long.
1: We should have hung up on you after the accusation of Belichick cheating. Goodbye. (laughs) See you later. There he is, Aaron Goldhammer, ESPN Cleveland. Time now for All the Small Things. All the small things. Small things. All the
4: small things.
0: All the small things things with Michelle Smallman. So,
4: uh, (laughs) bing bong, indeed. (laughs) What a fun little open that was you guys. All right well let's start with college football. We've talked a lot about Coach Prime and Colorado's big win as we should today but how about Alabama? even though they had a victory uh, over USF 17 to 3 barely beating USF, number 13 Alabama that's right number 13 Alabama they're out of the top 10 AP college football poll for the first time in eight years. So temperature check from you guys. Where are you at in Alabama? They have some questions at quarterback. They just don't look like a some, typical Some questions. So, yeah. They got
3: all the questions at quarterback. They, don't look like a they can still Alabama run the football. Team. They can still play defense, but they got three quarterbacks, and when you got three quarterbacks, you got no quarterback. Jalen Milrow didn't play. He was their starter to open the season. They had Ty Simpson and Tyler Buckner, and both of those guys proved that they are not the answer. So where the hell is Nick Saban go at quarterback? Don't know, but it's going to be tough sledding the SEC if you ain't
1: got one. I'm being serious when I ask this question. Can you have in-season transfers? I With all, I, I'm like, I, I don't, know don't know the answer to that. With all the rules up if, in the air, if you go could, go acquire. If, someone. if you
3: could, you know, Nick Saban is awesome. That's on what he Go we'll make now. a trade. He go make a
4: trade. Out.
1: That's actually a big thing, not a small thing. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Okay, next. You touched on this, Cece, but this was something that I had told the guys before the show I wanted to talk about. Micah Parsons, he has been absolutely unbelievable be- uh, through two weeks, excuse me. He led the team yesterday the Dallas Cowboys game high seven pressures two sacks it's his 10th career game with at least two full stacks sacks which is tied for the third most by any player before his 25th birthday defensive player of the year Micah Parsons to lose are we talking Micah Parsons in the MVP conversation he's absolutely dominant through two weeks
3: yeah I mean you could drop the best defensive player in the NFL and just say the best player in the NFL through the first two weeks that's how good he's been I I mean the guy is absolutely dominant I, I don't I'm running out of adjectives to describe how good Michael Parsons is. All you need to know is, like Hermet was said, this dude wrecks the game. He's been a part of forcing three turnovers, including just ripping the ball from Dalvin Cook on a routine run play. The guy puts quarterbacks under the rest, forces them into making mistakes, and when you double-team him, it creates opportunities for all those other pass rushes that the Cowboys have. So, yeah, Micah Parsons, best player in the NFL through the first two weeks of the regular season.
1: Defensive player of the year? Yes, absolutely not in terms of MVP. Why? Because a top 10, 15 quarterback is always more valuable than any other position in the sport. Sorry, defensive lineman over here. Smalls.
4: Okay, last thing, guys. So (laughs) we were kind of questioning Geno Smith after a – Rough loss to the L.A. Rams to open 30-13, home loss to the L.A. Rams. Shocking to open the season. But Geno Smith bouncing back for the Seahawks. 37-31 overtime win over the Lions. He went 32-41, of passing 328 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Are we back on Geno Smith?
3: Yeah, we're back on the we're Geno back Smith bandwagon. We're back on the Geno Smith bandwagon. Impressive win for the Seattle Seahawks on the road, although they always beat the Detroit Lions but just his ability to be able to spray the ball around DK Metcalf banged up doesn't matter he's going to find Tyler Lockett it was a Tyler Lockett show yesterday he found Noah Fant on that nice wheel route right there I, I just he he was seeing the field really well and and i think you got to give credit where credit is due but it's also a little bit alarming given how bad that Lions defense was yesterday.
1: It's a weird game. Seattle was up 31 21, blew the lead, then regained the lead <laughs> to win the game. Yeah. Right. And the story of that game was also the referee in, with Geno saying, I'm trying to talk to America here. I'm right. pushing Geno out of the way. So an up and down game within the same game for Seattle yesterday, but they do get the win. Detroit obviously one and one now on the season. Could the Jets find their next quarterback? in their own locker room. We will get to that coming up next. on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.